Today's episode, I have a very special guest, uh, a dear friend and a very hardworking entrepreneur. Usually all entrepreneurs are hardworking, but she's particularly very hardworking and a recent hardworking entrepreneur that I've met. Um, she is an amazing human being, a wife, a mother of two boys and founder of Go Organic and Pure Press Juices in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. It's Menakshi Vashishta. Menakshi, welcome to my podcast and thank you so much for accepting my invite to come on the show and share your story. You're most welcome. <laughs> so Menakshi, without further ado, you're a very busy woman, I know, so I'm going to make it, uh, you know, take it as uh, quick as I can. And um, I would like to start by asking with you uh, about your childhood. What was your upbringing like? What do your parents do? And you know, how, what education did you get? So my childhood was uh, a very, very uh, above middle class uh, childhood that any Indian household can have. So we were brought up well. So it's not that we had struggles or anything. We were brought up pretty well. So I'm a, I have an elder brother and me, and there was no distinction between a girl and a boy. I was, in fact, given a lot of leverages over my brother. So it was a very nice childhood. Which part of India are you from? Sir? I'm from Mumbai. Uh, so it was a typical Mumbai uh, lifestyle. So both my parents were working. Um, I was good at studies. So I always excelled in my studies. And we were given everything. So it was, as I said, I mean, a lot of people have those struggles in their childhood. No, we didn't have that. So whatever we wanted was given. Whatever I particularly wanted was always given to me, bought to me by my parents. So no, I never had that struggle. It was a nice childhood. Yeah. And what did you study? Like, what was your education like? So I did, so I was good at studies. Uh, I graduated, I did my, I, after my 10th, I went to study science. I did science. I, I was, how, although I was good at studies, I was never inclined towards medical, medicine or architecture or engineering. Why did you Pressure from parents. <laughs> this is a very common thing in so Indian if you are, culture. If you are under, uh, if you're above a certain percentage level, then your parents would force you to go into. Yeah. But I per personally, uh, I was not very, I mean, I could not see myself being a doctor. I could not see myself being, so although I went into studying science, I didn't know where I was heading to. Like, that's something which I really realized when I joined college because all my friends, they were very clear why they have taken science, where they want to head to. I wasn't clear. I didn't know what I was doing. And that affected my results. And hence, it didn't take me to where I want to. And then, because I didn't have any option, I moved to hotel management just for the sake of it. There was a calling in me to move to hotel management. And then I moved to hotel management. But the although I enjoyed it, within hotel management, I only enjoyed the food okay. part of it. The, the cooking part. The cooking part. Yeah. I had very strong inclination for it. But there was a huge lot of difference between the kind of people that I met in my school and the kind of crowd that was there in the hotel management. So when you are, uh, so the kind of crowd that I was with in school are were super intelligent, very disciplined. They knew what they want, strong in character. Yeah. You know, they're very, very focused in life versus when you go to hotel management, they are the who are, people who are just relaxed. Uh, relaxed. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They don't know what they want in life. They, they have... So that's they the hotel management guy. People who are, don't, have, don't know what they want. I mean, I was a bit, and I could never make, I could never relate to them. So I'm, I'm an intense person, and I prefer 
meeting people who are intense, who are very clear in things in life. So when suddenly you are surrounded with people like this, you know, I got lost. But I kept my focus on and it did well. So after, although uh, I didn't graduate from a, one of the top institutions of uh, for hotel management, the minute I passed out, I was recruited by Oberoi's and then by Taj President. So yeah, so it was it was good. I read that when I was researching yeah. about your bio that yes. you did a trainee chef at Oberoi. I was a trainee chef at Oberoi. So it was uh, yeah. So somehow I just feel that it doesn't matter where you come from as long as you put in your focus and hard work, the ways automatically open for you. So I never had to wait. So a lot of ch people like uh, who have passed out hotel management with me, they had to wait for a long time to get jobs. I never had that problem. Touch with million thanks to God. I never had those issues. So I passed out. And within a month, we were called by Oberoi's. We finished two months, and within one month, I was called by uh, Taj President. So okay. it, it was it was uh, so you were cooking and everything. So you I was in food. the in the kitchen. Yeah, I was yeah. I, I was a chef trainee. Yeah. So I feel somewhere this chef training has helped go. It has, and I was when I was in hotel management, I have read extensively on the. So we had this modern cookery book, and I have read all the volumes of it and learned and by hearted and all of that. So what happened as a, what ha was a setback for me was when I was in Taj President. So during that time, there were not many young girls who had joined as a trainee chef. It, it's, a, it's very different now, but yeah. during that time, there were a lot of uh, men as chef. Men and not educated men. So there were a lot of this commies, people who joined as commie levels and they have, they've worked very hard. They've worked very hard to come to that level of whatever chef or yeah trainee chef. So suddenly somebody who has no experience and a girl who is barely 20 year old joining as a chef trainee and who is their superior, they don't accept it. Yeah, especially India. Uh, in India. I'm talking about India. So, so I had to face many uh, strong opposition, a lot of challenges, so much so that I gave up on it. I gave up on it. I couldn't do it. And then my parents as well. So like it doesn't just give up on it. It's not something which you are supposed to do and then I got burnt all the fingers my hands were burnt I was in the bakery so all the hands and everything were so my my mom was like no it doesn't work get out of it and then I got out of it and I started doing the other roles in the front office but my ha heart was never there in it I was just doing for the sake of it kind of yeah. so yeah uh, that's how uh, you started your career yeah and then uh, you got married and you... Yeah, then I moved out of the hotel industry because as I said, until I have... I've, Go Organic is where I see my passion. So before this, whatever I did, I was just doing it because I was doing it because it came out of my way. If you were given an option to choose a career, what you would have chosen? Like if you're not forced by the family to do... I personally feel that everything is so, so destined and I... A career, I don't know. I mean, I was good at studies. I would have probably... I don't know, I would have... When I was a child, I wanted to be, uh, you know, I don't know, I wanted to be a chef sometimes, sometimes a business. I always actually, I used to see my father do I business. I could never think I would have become a business because I don't come from a family who does businesses. You so know? what does your parents, what does your father working. do? They were working, they were both oh, working. They were all doing jobs. So okay. nobody in my family has ever done a business. Yeah, no one was doing that. But I would have probably graduated from science become some kind of a doctor <laughs> or yeah. some kind of got into the pharmaceutical industry but something in, not that I would have enjoyed it yeah. but I guess I would have become that so you never knew as a teenager to do any like no <laughs> no I didn't have the something. dreams at all because yeah no I never had the dreams I never wanted to get into all that engineering and architecture I could never see myself so 
the way I feel about Go Organic, I never felt so. After that, I joined various different office jobs, and then I was hired by Emirates NBD over here from India. So when I came back over here, but my, as I said, my heart was never into it. Okay. So from there, I moved to Damak. So I did many office jobs. So uh, what kind of office jobs? Different were kinds they? of admins, HR, lots of different office jobs. So it's it's just in 2009 I met my husband mm -hmm. and we got married and then I got pregnant. I got pregnant back to back, so I quit working. So after that I wanted to get back to work. Yeah. You know, when you're working all your life, you just can't sit in the house. I had two years of sitting in the house, three years, I think so. Yeah. I couldn't sit in the house anymore. Yeah. But I couldn't leave as well because there's just one year gap between both my boys. So my older one was born yeah. and he was three months and I got to know I was pregnant again. So there's barely one year, three months, four months gap between both my boys and there's no way I could leave the kids and go. Yeah, there's not, it's not possible. So I wanted to do something around them and I, the, honestly the whole concept of Go Organic, the brainchild is my husband. Mm -hmm. So he put it into me. He said that this is the best thing that you can do. So you st we started from home, you know, you, start, you, you just try. I remember you sharing with me a story of yes. how this happened as yes. well. Can you share that yes. story with yes. us? So uh, because I had two back-to-back -back pregnancies yeah. and that two C-sections. So C-section can put a lot of strain on your body. Uh, and I, my first pregnancy, I lost weight very quickly. But the second pregnancy, I couldn't lose weight. Maybe because it was just very, very short. Uh, time, yeah. you know, between both the pregnancies and I put on a lot of weight and my body started put paining a lot, especially this part of my body was paining quite a lot. Yeah. And I used to be on a lot of supplements, calcium, vitamins, multivitamins, iron, etc. Many, many supplements. And that time I realized the more I take the supplements, yeah. the pain subsides but for a particular period of time and then it comes back again so I started just questioning this whole pills and this whole industry and my husband is a lot into raw food raw food so he goes on 21 days of raw food diets and juicing for the whole month he's a lot into all of that and he told me to get out of all of this thing let's just get into juicing and then we got the green juices we got a small juice and I started drinking two juices with food every day green juices yeah. Every day for three months, continuously. Within three months, I shrunk. I literally shrunk. And I had so much energy. And it just made me realize I've been taking medicines for like one and a half yeah. year now and nothing is happening. And suddenly this has changed my body completely. And this should be brought out to the people. And that's when we, uh, we got in touch with a nutritionist. We curated uh, different kinds of juices, different kinds of plants. And that's how Go Organic actually started. So your husband, you said, was into raw food before. What does he do, by the way? So he, is, uh, he does market research. Okay. So he's, uh, he was heading Nielsen okay. at one point of time, and then he quit his job, and he started this company on market research called Six Factor. And, okay. But he's a lot into health. Not that he follows it strictly, but he goes... What got him into uh, all this raw food he's and everything? Just, he's just, he's just, he comes from a place called Rishikesh in India, okay. which is a lot into yeah. yoga and meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So both of us are quite into spirituality and meditate, not meditation essentially, but a lot of, uh, we are both inclined towards yeah. that kind of I'm, lifestyle. I have that question actually at the end of the, uh, the show about uh, the things that you follow in spirituality. Yeah. But So that's how he got into, he, he always He's always, so his brothers and all, also are uh, big time into, they follow Chinmaya Mission, so they're quite, so both his brothers are doctors, they're quite, uh, so his eldest brother is a very big, quite a famous doctor in the States, he's been there for 40 years now. Okay. 
Yeah. And together with his help, you decided so to launch. So it was his brainchild. I was not. I was like, I've never done a business. I don't know what is business. I don't yeah. even know what is marketing. <laughs> what are you asking yes. me to do? I can't do it. I don't know. So how did you open? How? Where what did, did you go to to open? No. And many a times I've quit up. I quit purely because of the kids. It was too much for me to handle. You know, there were two small children handling a business, especially when you're doing it all by yourself, can be extremely stressful. And there were times when. Um, when I used to do delivery myself. Yeah, that's how you started. Yeah, I used to do delivery myself and there was one, and my, the thing is my boys were really small, you know, it was like my older one was two and a half and my younger one was one, one and I think barely one and a half year old and I had literally given my younger one to my nanny. I told her you take care of him because yeah. I can't, I can't, there's no way if I take care of him then the older one would feel bad. Okay. So I would take care of the older one, you take care of the younger one. Okay. That was the arrangement between both of us. But there was one particular time when I was, uh, so I was feeding my older one and he was very hungry, he was very, very hungry, he was crying and he was hungry and there was some issue with the deliveries because we couldn't afford anything. I used to just get those freelance drivers from here and there and we had this four or five deliveries and the deliveries were scheduled and the driver did not turn up and I was oh I was so tensed I just left that food of my child and I went out because I was tensed I went out and my maid was busy with my younger one yeah. and I was trying to sort the problems I, I was trying then I calling all the customers and in all of that one hour had already passed and then I realized oh my god my son is still waiting there food, yeah. and then I rushed back and he was so drowsy and I was so 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 guilty of it I was like hell with this work I don't want to do it it bloody doesn't pay me anything I don't care for it and I felt very guilty as a mother I felt very very guilty about it and yeah. I just picked him up I put him to sleep and he he went off to sleep without yeah. eating anything and yeah. even for my younger one I didn't have time I, at the, those days, I used to work around them. So I used to be working on Saturdays. Yeah. And Saturdays, everyone was home. My husband, my kids were home. And every time I was working, they used to come to me because they were so small. And I was like, no, go. I have to work. Go, go. And then it started hurting me, especially my younger one. I never had time for him. And I was so busy with my older one. And then he said a few things. So we were watching TV. Yeah. And uh, he told me, Mama Tan. Yeah. So I didn't understand that. And then... When I looked at the TV, he was showing me sun. Okay. And then I was like, oh, I missed all of this with him. Yeah. I've just missed it. And then I sat with my husband. I can't do this. I just don't want to do it. He said, no, do it. Just hire people. Yeah. I know you're not so earning enough. So before that, when you started Go Organic, you were working from home. You were making your own juices, buying your own groceries with the same juicer you bought all, earlier. All by myself. Everything by myself. And then, uh, then that's when the things started rolling. There's something which I have realized, and I think a lot of business owners should realize, don't do things yourself. You'll get yourself frustrated. Hire people. I know it will affect your care. Don't think about it, because once you start hiring, that's when you grow. Yeah. And, and that's, that's when, and there are many people who told me that, no, don't do it yourself. But it was like, it was just, I When you no start, idea. you want to save you, every penny. And you don't know where you're heading to, right? I never knew where I was heading to, to be very frank. I was just doing it. Uh, you're also scared of failure, right? When you start, you think, maybe let me try. and let's, Not let's really. Try. Honestly, one thing which I always did was I never thought uh, about what am I heading towards. And I still keep that attitude purely because when you are, so you have your goal, but you don't think about it. You just do it, you just do it, not thinking about your goal, purely because it reduces your anxiety. Yeah. 
and then you and then you excel in what you're doing so i've always been that way and that has helped me because uh, because when you don't have i mean when you don't think about it you uh, it, it just doesn't affect me if it's failing if it's not failing if it's successful it just gives us the courage to move forward yeah. so that's when we started hiring people so first one guy and then i saw that i had more time i had more time with my kids i had more time for business development which was not happening yeah. before <laughs> and then the company started growing and then we hired more people then we took a small rack license we took a small warehouse and then yeah that's how it actually started growing so we started investing in social media then we took our own office so how was the first like what were the initial goals i'm sure now the goals are changing and evolving as the company is evolving at that time when you started what was the goal that you started with was it the monetary figure what is the delivery figure the number of customers figure how did you roll the the system so as a company uh, so we started first with uh, go so go organic initially started with supporting local organic farms in the country so what we used to do is we used to make this veg boxes and supply it everywhere that was how we actually started the company uh, so by the time we did juicing we already had uh, people i mean we had one or one person who was doing it but initially boxes and all i used to do myself i used to do the delivery myself but my heart was again not into it just so that you know it was not into it i was just doing it um so goal was at that point of time was just to pay my salaries of all the employees it was the time when we got into lulu and uh, choitrans and also a few big re- big uh, distributors yeah. and from whatever we were earning we went 10x mm-hmm. so the growth happened so fast in 2015 yeah. that i wasn't ready for it yeah. so if you're asking me again whether i had a goal no i didn't i never did You I just want to be busy and have, have a work, have work. Not really. I think uh, See, I think there's a something there's a strange uh, voice in me which kept me pushing towards it. Yeah. Um so I don't come from that business background. I now I think now now I think in those goal goals and those numbers. Now I have a vision board. All of that is there now, but I never had it back then. So in 2015 the growth was so much that we couldn't handle it. So much so that I didn't have I just stopped working because there was so much of work already for us and we were not ready for it. Yeah. So there was there was no goal and after that we just kept on either maintaining it or climbing it. After that I think the economy also kind of had a problem yeah. in the country. So we kind of maintained it and uh it's only just it's so I always wanted to take the business to a, the next level to get it to that level wherein we are in uh, whatever amount we we wanted to get into millions, you know. which was not happening the only way it could happen was increasing the shelf life of the juices but not compromising on the quality and that was not happening because there's no machine yeah. over here in this country yeah. so we tried everything we tried to raise money two years back we had a lot of interest from a lot of companies mm-hmm. uh, so there were a lot of I, i won't mention the names of the companies but we had yeah. a lot of interest from many companies People who wanted, wanted to, to buy you out buy us out yeah uh, but the the machine is extremely expensive and nobody wanted to pay so much of money for the machine thankfully the machine came to the country yesterday last year by some months once i got to know that in fact one of our client told me that the machine is already here so we did the testing once we did the testing then we went to carrefour and we showed the juices and that's when they liked it and now there's now i know we can scale up so la- until last year 
although we wanted to scale up, there was no way we could scale up because it's such a niche product. Yeah. Uh, it can go to a certain level. It can never boomerang. You know, it, it will never scale up. So now I, we have those hopes. So now we have the vision board. I know where we want to go to. This is towards the end of the year. This is the goal that we have. So is there any, uh, do you have any mentors or people you, uh, who, who guide you uh, A to lot, reach? yeah. I, I personally feel that all the small business owners should reach out to. So I'm a part of a lot of, so that's one thing. Uh, one thing is get into networking because that would really, really help you. So since I've always done things from home and my network was so small, Initially, when people used to call me for networking, I used to just sit quietly in one place with my green tea. If someone is sitting next to me, I will talk to that person. If someone is not, I'll just drink my... I don't know why the hell was I even going for networking. And then I joined BNI. So once I joined BNI, that gave me the strength. Because every week you have to stand up and speak. Every week you stand up and speak. Every once in a month you have to present and that really because you're forced to do that you know yeah. that's 30 40 people in your watching team. you yeah For, and you, you're forced to network and that really opened me up yeah so after bni i jo uh, during that time endeavor was uh, supporting you know endeavor endeavor mm -hmm. is a company which really which helps you scale up okay uh, so they were having this uh, group which is which was supporting uh, small businesses under a certain revenue level. So I applied for that. We got shortlisted, we got selected there. And that really opened me up to a lot of very big companies. So like the owners of BMB Chocolates, the head food to go head of PepsiCo, the owners of um, Property Finders. They all are my mentors. I have to use them more than what I should. But it opened me a lot. And then I joined Thai as well. I'm a part of Thai, so through Thai, I get excellent mentors, literally excellent mentors. So, yes, so they I, hook you up with people that it's uh, it's not always hooking. Yes, hooking, yes, because hooking is a different thing, you know. Like mentoring they kind of is a combine. A, you are a mentee, and this is your mentor, or something. They go through yes, some selection process. you have process. to make those efforts yourselves. So you have to go and meet up with them, speak to them, show them things. So, how so. do you approach? Uh, why should like uh, imagine uh, you, your mentor is? I think. I don't remember what you mentioned. So for example, if you want PepsiCo as your mentor, how would you approach that? Are you so, supposed to do so it yourself they give, or they combine? Endeavor will give you the mentors yourself. Thai would give you the mentors yourself. So okay. through Endeavor, I have a lot of mentors. Okay. Uh, through Thai, I have them. Uh, I have Mr. Manoj Nakara. He's the he was the ex CEO of Apparel. So I keep meeting him every once in a month, very structured, very, very structured. So they will show you this is what is going wrong. You need to do this. Yeah, because they've gone through the grind. They know what take what it takes to make and a company like that. Endeavor mentors are a bit busy, but then they help me. Like BMB, the owner of BMB Chocolates, he uh, connects me with all these big players, yeah. which we I wouldn't have been able to, because they come with bigger networks. So. So it's amazing and which which I guess every entrepreneur should get out and go to the right networking groups. I mean, yeah. just don't go to any. How did you find these networking just groups? Came, my husband you? is a part of Thai. Okay. So he's a board member of Thai. And Endeavor, as I said, it just happened. But So we were raising money last year and we had hired this two uh, agency, one agency to raise money. And because I was ra wanting to raise money so desperately, they told me Endeavor is doing this program, go and apply for that. And they would be having investors over there. And in fact, one of my mentors is also an angel investor. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I applied and we got selected. And, and I, as I said, every, every entrepreneur should 
take out some time and get into these groups, BNI or whatever, whichever tie, and they will get into it because the way you, the way they think, they are at a different level. You know, they are, they are dealing, uh, dealing in billions, and yeah. and you are you, when you talk to them, if nothing else, it will just keep your mind, make your mind really, really opened up and widen up your wide horizon. To, yeah, and you will think at things, in the, and it will give you an amazing, amazing confidence. Yeah. Amazing confidence, and they're very helpful. Uh, it's not that they will they will not give you time. If you tell them, they will give you time. In fact, many a times they, they a few of them even wanted to buy us out. Yeah. They offered it to us as well. So I, I do small mentoring, uh, but yeah, I mean it. It feels nice to give back. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah. How did you spoke about investors and angel investors and all your mentors also investing? When did you realize it's time? So that's when we. So we always I always knew we need investment. But there was no source of getting investment purely because the machine was not there. You don't buy the machine, right? It's someone else. We wanted to buy the machine, but it was it's too expensive. So somebody bought the machine already. Uh, and then once we did the testing and once we got through Carrefour, there was no way we could do it in the small kitchen that we had. So then we had to we had to raise money, you know. Yeah. And that's when I realized, no, we need to raise money because uh, we would not be able to hit that scale with our own money. Yeah. So how, how was it very easy to raise money? It wasn't. That's what I mean. I have to really thank God for everything. <laughs> for nothing for me was really well. And that is also because of the networks I had. So my first investor, so when what I did is, uh, so within BNI you have a lot of chats. So I, there's this women's group chat <laughs> that I posted in it. And every time I went to BNI, I used to say that, listen, I'm looking for an investor. Yeah. So there's a women's group chat in which I had posted that we are at this scale. We are heading towards this scale. We have got these contracts. We have the contracts in our hand. Yeah. <laughs> we need investors. And immediately somebody popped out. You know what? We are also looking to invest in small companies. And then they came in. We, it, it didn't, we didn't head towards them. We didn't go with those people because my uh, we went through friends and family that was easier for us and uh, i know them pretty well so we so for me it wasn't within i guess within three months we got the investors okay. yeah so you got angel investors friends and families are angel investors so how does it work with angel investors also you have to do some contracts and everything you, every, yeah. all, everything yeah. is written and if you, you do don't all want the contracting. to in the relationships yes it's good to do all the contracts yeah. Uh, thankfully, I don't have, again, we don't have uh, those pain points like what the other yeah. investors can give to the entrepreneurs, no. In fact, the investors are pretty nice. Um, they don't interfere in your operations or anything. It's all. just you are the sole. Uh, and for example, if you want to remove everything and you want to be independent again and have no investment, suppose you make a lot of, it's possible to just give back the money and take the charge of the whole company on your it's just the funds that there's no share. They don't have there's a share, a share the of the business. They have taken a part of the business. Okay, they have taken yeah. a part of the business. Okay, interesting. I was actually, uh, I think you had recommended me to attend one of the sessions, and I happened to go to Thai for. Did you go? I did go for it, and. Uh, well, I did. I missed it last time. It was about investments and how people invest. Like we, I'm also looking to invest uh, in businesses, and probably uh, for now we don't need funding for our business yet. But just to know what happens, how do you uh, how do you prepare for an investment? How do you fund? How do you invest in other companies? And that information was pretty Is pretty helpful. Yeah, I made yeah, a lot I of notes. Gone. Yeah, I really it was learned. a good one. And but I'll be happy to share with you what I learned. So um, how, now that you know, one of the things that came across you would you wanted to you have children, you have a family. 
the company is growing, how do you balance now? now? Now, of course, you're hiring people. So how do you balance your professional and personal life? So I've always been very clear. So after that incident with the kids, yeah. I realized one thing that I cannot... And this is something which I have seen with a lot of small business owners. They drown themselves yeah. with work. They try and to do have, everything themselves. And they have no clue what to do. And then they get frustrated. They don't have time for their kids and they give up. Yeah. So one thing which I always... Uh, understood very, very quickly in the business is, let me earn more, less money, I'm fine, that's okay, let me just hire people and delegate and forget about it. Yeah. Let them make mistakes, I'll come back to them and tell them what has to be done, but let me hire people. So we always had a lot of stuff, that we always outsourced a lot of work. And I was very, uh, I'm, generally I'm a very disciplined person, so when it comes to sleeping early, waking up early, the kids also follow that routine. I'm a very, I, I will do everything on time. So 9 to 10 this, 10 to 11 this, 11 to 1. I, I will segregate my yeah. days. I'll segregate. I'll write down everything. So I'm that yeah, kind meticulous of with time. Very, very, very. So for me, every time is, a, for, ev for me, every minute counts. I'm yeah. like that. So that has actually, the discipline, my, discipline that I follow has really helped me. So I work around the kids. So they, they go to school at 7.30. So I start my work at 7.30. Yeah. And then I leave at 2.45 to pick them up. I come back home have lunch and then again from 4 to 5.30 I work and then I take them to the classes. So I don't work. I never stress myself with work beyond that. Whatever is not done is carry forward in the next day or the next week yeah. when that particular thing has to be done. Or when the time, if I have time in between, but I never work, I have never worked ever, ever worked after six at all. It was like strict deadline. Very after strict, six, very strict. And me. that's the reason why always a lot of work was outsourced. So. For me, the only work I do in the company is business development and I enjoy doing it because it really helps me meet a lot of different people and it enhances if we hire people always tell me why are you doing it, why don't you uh, hire salespeople, then I tell them the salespeople will not have the passion that I have. Yeah, and not selling, it's just the business, so through my, through the business development I really met very, the owners of big companies. companies and, yeah. It's not about them giving business to me, but it's about um, seeing how they think. They help in various different yeah. ways, you know. It's, it doesn't come now, it comes later. It does come, but... so I, And I enjoy it. I really enjoy doing business development, so yeah. yeah. But I've also noticed that you have days, the way you manage your I days. Do, I Can you do. share with us how you manage your days? That is very interesting. Like, sorry, I'll talk to you on Wednesday when that's the day when yeah. I discuss that. You yeah, know, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what happened is, uh, especially since last year, we so we have our B2C segment, which is Juice Detoxes, which goes to our clients, and that's bread and butter for us. And then we started retail since January, and we have started supplying to restaurants also. We supply to close to 30 restaurants right now. And we're growing and growing and adding more and more. So there's no way if I don't have a structure, I will not, I'll be lost, you know. <laughs> I'll be absolutely lost. So now I've started dividing the days. So I, I, we, I mean, the office works six days a week, but I work five days a week. So one for, the Sunday for me is just for retail. So I'll not do anything other than retail. Monday, for, Monday and Tuesdays for me are for restaurants and hotels, so the horeca industry. So what do you do on that day? So you sit and make the call? And go and make the calls, meet the people, all of that. Take down notes, what, put the boards, 
uh, sent emails, connections, follow-ups follow I don't do, but yeah, so whatever, closing everything. Next reply to the Horeca will be again next Monday until then no email. No, I don't do that. So if uh, there's somebody who, uh, if, it's, if, it's a, if it's a deal closing uh, thing, then it just goes the next day because it's just sending an email. Yeah. But a lot of work for that particular uh, segment is being done on that day. So Wednesday and Thursday for me are the B2C days. That's how I work. Okay. And then you have all these other days already sl slotted. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, you mentioned about hiring, which is uh, one of my very important questions, because I truly believe, you know, the studies so show that 95% uh, of small businesses fail within the first year of their uh, inception. And I, I, I think the reason this happens is because small businesses or business owners try to do everything themselves. They try to be wear these multiple hats, which is okay, you can wear multiple hats, but you need to delegate also. So what was the first thing you decided that I need to delegate? I shouldn't be doing this. Operations. I was so doing the operations. Making the juices. Yeah, operations, yeah. So the, deliveries. The, the, deliveries and everything, I completely stopped because I realized this is not something which I... So it's only when you start delegating the work, you realize what is your strength. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when I realized that my strength is more of marketing and business development and meeting. And that's when I realized that's, that's my strength. Uh, but yeah, delegation is something which is a must. Yeah. Yeah, even if you have to get some investment in the beginning and put it across or do not earn anything for the first yeah. two years. But that's the only and only way you will have your time. Absolutely. And the business will grow. Otherwise, it will never grow. Like if I share with you my old days when I started back in the year 2000, when I started freelancing, uh, what I would do is I would go get the job. I was a web designer myself. I would sit and design my own websites, my own client websites. So I would go get the job, do the design, give it back. And then I realized, oh my God, this, and I never enjoyed doing the website design work. I enjoyed doing the business, like knowing that the minute they will talk about the website, I'll start creating the site in my brain, but I don't want to sit and do that. So I started hiring people on Elance and all these different online networks. And within a month, I had a team all over the world who would do websites. And I would go and get the project and give them. So I was just managing between the clients. Exactly. And I realized how fast the, I started making more money because, and then giving it back in the business. That's, I, this is one advice that even I would like to share with our audience is that if you're a small business uh, trying to get things or make, get everything done, look at things that you're not good at and outsource that first. Even if it requires you to spend money yeah, from your pocket, true. There's something spend which, it yeah. because it will come back to you in multiple forms much, when much the business better, will yeah. uh, pick and up. Th this yeah. is something which I'm seeing a lot. Small businesses end up doing so much. They don't go on holidays. They're overworking themselves. They don't have time for their yeah. kids, especially women you know, with children. And then that affects the marriage oh, and the family and, and the kids grow. It affects them, it affects their health and then they yeah. give up on it. And that is one reason why a lot of businesses fail because they take it so much on themselves yeah. then they can't sustain it. Eventually anymore. it has to die. So how, what is it like doing business in Dubai considering Dubai is a, UAE is a very small market and you have so much competition. What is like how you cope up with the... Uh, how, first of all, how is it doing business here? It's nice. I mean, I, I uh, see it's a bit expensive when it comes to if you go back to India and I don't know what happens in other countries, but if you go back to India, there's, it, the costs are much lower. Yeah. Over here, yes, it is a small market, which is true. At this point of time, this market is good enough for us because we haven't reached our potential with this market. Um, but no, I, I personally feel that people in UAE are ready to help. Mm -hmm. uh, Women entrepreneurs are being given a lot of help. Mm -hmm. 
which probably you will not get anywhere in the world in your actually, home country yeah, if yeah. you tell them hello i'm a woman get lost and get your own work done over yeah. here i guess everyone wants to yeah. help you out they listen to you they yeah. keep an open mind um yeah so it's it's not really uh, and it's quite easy right i mean as i said i never did anything myself so if any license has to be open it was always given to an agency you do it you take your money and you do it i don't want to do it kind of so because i was never involved in anything i it was always outsourced i i, I truly agree to that because um, i i'm also from india and i travel a lot to uh, all over the world and i feel the amount of support uh, our uae gives to women and even when we go for visas or i go for licensing there's special women counters yeah. and women lines where women are assisting i feel every it's very uh, it's very luxury to do business very in the dubai luxury, yeah. and the way honest. they support you i mean it's, it's quite nice and I I I honestly don't like all this whole women thing because the way men can men have really supported yeah. <laughs> they literally want to help you out and they will do everything for you and, and the local the government also really supports yeah. women entrepreneurs and everything a lot I highly so but how do you cope up with the size of the market and the competition around how do you uh, how does it affect the business and how do you handle that See at this point of time uh, with Go Organic uh, we have been there for 6 years now so it's not that it's affecting us we are we we've, we've got kind of our own uh, customers we are always looking for more customers but yeah it's it's not a segment which can unless and until we franchise to different countries mm-hmm. it will uh, different countries within GCC Uh, it will grow at its own pace and it is growing at its own pace within pure press so we don't have much competition my point is we don't have much competition within go organic there are barely a few companies handful of companies were doing it the same within pure press yes we do have a competition but as of now we really really small we are babies you know we've been there just for 7 months over our competitors like barakat who've been there for 16 and 17 years with a lot of funds so we have a lot to capture yeah. before even going beyond uae we have ambitious plans to cover the whole uae this year and going out of uae next year and i hope it happens <laughs> i'm i'm sure it will inshallah i mean it should happen another that's the next question my is very related to this is that you have these amazing collaborations like you're in jones the grocer you have with salad jar and you know all these different local companies uh, how do you do these collaborations how does this happen So I'm 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 very as I said networking and I once again say small business owners have to network must network because networking can really so all these things honestly I didn't make any crank calls or blank calls it was all networking it was just networking even connect like for example telling uh, the company to tie up and cross promote and convincing them like how do you how how did you convince them to take the I didn't convince them so it was all networking so I met someone so for Jones to grocer I so there's this girl called Davina she's in Kenyan Indian she, she runs this company called uh, what what planet organic mm-hmm. uh so i met her at one of the networking event and that's something which i'm good at so when i meet someone who is related to the food industry i try and make, develop that relationship with them if the person in front of me wants to develop as well so i met up with her and then she gave me this whole lot of leads and that's how i got it. so she did those emails and that's how we got into all of that salad jar i've been i've I, again somebody connected me so it was all all uh, hello chef they are they are my neighbors actually so all of them so emirates, wherever we are trying to we're trying for emirates so it's because i know someone who so it's always networking networking has helped and has really boosted 
me and also the business, me as a person more. Usually in networking, uh, like I've seen, what's in it for me? Like, what should I give you next? Does that That's does something that which BNI has taught me. So I was like that before. So when I went to uh, networking, it was like, I mean, I should sell, you know, <laughs> let me get the most out exactly. of it. But when I joined BNI, it has really changed my perception. So when I joined BNI the first year, I got a lot of money and I did not give anything in return. And suddenly I realized that this is not nice, you know, I'm just getting and getting and not giving back. And that's, that changed my perception completely. And I started believing in the giver's gain philosophy. So now when I'm meeting someone, I also see if I can give something to them. And that's something which comes to my mind first, that I want to give to them. And then, and then the coming receiving back automatically, automatically comes back. Uh, happens. So yeah. Do you get overwhelmed and unfocused? And how do you deal with this overwhelm and unfold? I used to get very, very overwhelmed some years back. Uh, overwhelmed when um, in the beginning years when I was trying to do things myself. After that, as I said, uh, one thing which I did very good was to delegate all the work. So I generally don't do anything other than business development. So no, I have not got overwhelmed. And otherwise, I'm a very disciplined and I, I do everything on time and very, very uh, task oriented as a person. Uh, so one was overwhelmed and what did you say? Unfocused. Unfocused? Uh, not really. No, no, no. I have, no, I haven't been. So because I follow a lot of uh, spirituality and I get hear a lot of talks from how to focus, how to control your mind and all of that. So how to have one thought at one time. So it's very difficult, yeah. but if it's always at the back of your head, then you know that you have to focus. So no, 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 I never had those problems, yeah. no. Generally, I'm quite an introvert as well. So I'm not someone who goes out a lot or even on the weekends, I would rather sit in the house. And so I, I'm not someone who will go out a lot, which helps me ground and, ground and stay and connect with yourself get and focused as well yeah new belief systems and habits you've adapted or changed because of the demands of the work and business and family and it has you know we are evolving on a on a regular basis with all the things that are thrown to us life challenges and everything so new systems, new beliefs that you've got now that you have a company that you're running since six years. Yeah. So new beliefs, yes. Uh, yes. So I have I've always been a very, so until a few years back, I've always been a very unambitious person. So I, that's why I never had any goals. So whatever was coming, as I said, I mean, I have to really thank God for everything. Uh, it was this strong power within me who, which was pushing me to do things. I was not <laughs> pushing myself. Um, and I used to always tell my husband, what I lack is ambition in life. And then I started following a lot of spiritual gurus. Chinmaya Let's talk about that. Actually, it's there in my So questions. I started following uh, Chinmaya Mission. And one thing which they always tell is that spirituality is not what is what is being what people understand. It's not running away from a place and sitting at one place and meditating. No, it's not. It's you staying in that place and have a very, very high goal, such a high goal, be so ambitious that you can't reach that goal. When you are trying to reach that goal, you will go up, you will go, you, and you'll forget where you are. So that's how you, and that really helps. So they teach you many, many things. They will that's teach you how to. So you, you aim for something you which aim is for audacious the stars. goal. You yeah. aim for your star, aim for the star, yeah. okay? And work towards getting the star, but don't focus on the star. So you, that's your goal. Yeah. Okay, let's say my goal is, uh, one billion dirham a month. 
for okay, hypothetically yeah, yeah. but that's so a good you goal you to towards yeah so you work towards that goal but if you don't get that goal it's okay for example yeah, yeah. that's fine but that's a good you don't goal get to upset have upset with yeah. that yeah. you just work towards that goal if it happens fine if it doesn't happen also fine that has so this thing that you need to have a very ambitious goal yeah. do something for a cause so right now so many people tell me so we have we keep getting offers for buying us out and many people tell me oh wow you'll be bought out you'll get a lot of money you'll be rich but i don't see it that way for me it's not that i will get rich and what i will do no for me it was never that way i want to see go organic at a certain level i wanted to grow at a certain level not once have i ever thought that i want a billion dirhams and million dirhams and i will buy a house yeah. i don't have any Why such plan do you plans. want to see go, go organic reach a certain level why i want to see a go organic at this because that helps me accelerate myself otherwise i will just stay in my cocoon and do nothing and be happy yeah. <laughs> no i don't want to. i'm i'm in, i'm i want to see myself growing up and also i want to give back so uh, i try to give back what i can in charities to orphan i feel for the children i really feel for orphan children so uh it's my uh, i it's my desire i really desire that whatever money we get i i i would not go on travel i would not buy expensive things but i would pass that money on to orphanages to orphanages especially back in india or anywhere in africa i would be the first person to give it out you know part of my 20% of my my person's salary and whatever i can get out of the business i do that so if we are going whatever if we are having a very high goal and if we have a very high revenue so i know that there's this institution in uh, india called um, parivar so that guy who started it he's an ex iit and ex iim if he wanted to he could have got any job in the world and he could have earned money like anything but he quit everything he didn't want to do that what he did was he collected all the street children and he started educating them mm-hmm. yeah and he does it and now it's become quite big there but they are starting this new uh, uh, new uh, school and they they had there's a, they need like 18 crores for it i wish i could give it but i don't have it but then uh, yeah this is something which i would like to support but it's again not for me not because i want i'm not even fond of traveling i'm not even most all of my clothes and my shoes are bought by my husband not me i'm not someone who enjoys makeup or who I'm not that kind of a person but I would really like to give that uh, money back to charity. to the charity. I truly believe and uh, when you give it comes back in multiple. Not because you want to give it back because you, we we live in a lot of luxury you know we we yeah, are, we are happy yeah. but they're not everyone who is uh, and that's that's a whole concept of any spirituality right so uh, it's it's you you need to give to the people there's god is within the people so you give to them people who yeah. are not able to afford many things and which is what i very strongly believe and the only way i can do it is through go organic and hence i push myself yeah. up so that we can earn that much of money to give back to give them. back to the society you read uh, you go the spiritual classes you go for you also mentioned you read upanishads and gita you study gita. i read uh, bhagavad gita upanishads are uh, a bit high end for me <laughs> it's it's quite high end uh, bhagavad gita yes i am i'm an ardent follower of bhagavad gita and i feel everyone not it, it's just not for hindus it's for anyone yeah. read it oh my the kind of knowledge so my i come from a family where my parents i don't think they ever had any bhagavad gita or they have any idea yeah. <laughs> anything yeah. so this whole spirituality also came to me through my husband and also through my kids 
so uh, there was a time in my life that I because it's it's Hinduism is very widely misunderstood you know people so when I was growing up it was like so many idols you know there's yeah. Ganesh there's Krishna Lord and there's Shiva, so and, much in Shiva. Yeah. and nobody knows what is happening and in, in the general people don't know yeah. so I was once at a salon and then the uh, so the the girl who was doing manicure she asked me which god do you believe in <laughs> so I said I go to this one so whatever, you, if you ask anything from that God, you will get it. And I was like, what kind of question go to this God, you will get more things from that. And it, it just didn't make sense to me. And then, so during that time, I was, uh, I lost my job in the Mac and I got a job in Abu Dhabi. And I was staying as a PG at a Pakistani family's house. And through them, I got some information about Islam and Quran. And I like that concept, you know, it's, it's a fabulous concept. So I like the concept of having one God who doesn't have any, it's not like uh, <laughs> sub-gods. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening out here? Yeah. So I like yeah. that concept of having, and having full faith, you know, I like the concept of their uh, Ramadan, why they do it, why they cover themselves, the way they, I, I, I like that constraint, the you know. Of the, I like the, the whole system, ideology. Yeah. So when I got married, to, married, I told to my husband that I don't understand what's happening here in Hinduism, but I'm, I'm obviously I'm not going to kind of become a Muslim, but I, I, I like the concept of Islam. So when my kids were born, I didn't want them to be as confused as me, and I, but I wanted them to know everything what's happening in our religion. So I was extensively searching for all this uh, children's classes for Bhagavad Gita and all, and thankfully that point of time, so I owe this to my kids. Uh, the head of ISKCON, Hare Krishna, uh, he lives in uh, very close to where I live. So somebody gave me their contact details, I sent them an email, I went and met them. And that was the first time ever in my life Bhagavad Gita was open to me. Uh, and then I realized that the knowledge which is there in Islam, it's been there, the same thing, that the one concept of God is there in Hinduism, has been there for ages and ages, even before... And that blew me up. ISKCON, however, has a different way of following things. Yeah. My husband's uh, family is a very strong uh, follower of uh, Chinmaya Mission. Okay. So my husband, we were searching for Chinmaya Mission classes over here. And then I started following. We got to know about them four years back. And we started going to Chinmaya Mission. And Chinmaya Mission Bhagavad Gita is a must read for everyone. It, it is very action oriented. So this whole have a very high goal and do things not for the goal. But so it doesn't do, they don't talk the about God. The process, yeah. They don't talk about all of that. Surrender yourself completely, you know, just do to it service. Surrender yourself to work. Surrender yourself to anything. So if you are a mother, you surrender yourself to the child, but don't think that the child will take care of you. So surrender yourself to Go Organic or to whichever company you are. Don't expect that it will give out the returns, but you do your best. Yeah. You push yourself as hard as possible. In return, the things will happen. One thing which they also say is it's, things are not in your hand. So the, yeah, the way I, I Bhagavad that. Gita, I mean, the, if you reach in my mission Bhagavad Gita, it will, pro, so he literally propels you to action. He can make you very, very powerful as a person. And I think I've changed after reading it. Now I read it a lot more extensively because it can open up your mind to those possibilities which probably we would otherwise never be able to. Yeah, so I read Bhagavad Gita a lot and I've started hearing a lot of uh, Swami Sarva Priyananda. So he will also uh, hear him out if you can. So he will also tell you on the ways. Yeah. Where, and he's a fabulous, fabulous speaker. He's a, really a great speaker. And he will tell you on how uh, things, how you can do things, how you focus your mind, what are the powers of mind. You know, it, yeah. it 
really helps, you know. Yeah. So they don't talk, as I said, they will never talk about God. They will not talk about any idols. They will not talk about those things. They will empower you as a person. And you, if you implement that, it can really empower you like anything. So a um, uh, couple of more questions. Uh, if you had to gift uh, one book or a couple of books or recommend a book to someone, what book would that be that you would Bhagavad Gita, any day. Seriously, mm -hmm. Bhagavad Gita of Chinmaya Mission, please for read that. Read that because the other Bhagavad Gita's like of uh, of the who Yoganand Saraswati and all they're very very intense. And again, like Iskon will follow very devotion oriented. Devotion is not we people somehow are so busy in our lives that devotion just doesn't come to us. We are living a life. We are living a very action oriented or you do, you live a action oriented life. people. You know, we are like that. You know, so Chinmaya Mission, read that because it will. Change your personality. Change your personality so much. It will, it, it will just make you a different person altogether. Here, uh, Ramakrishna Mission somehow is a bit more, it's, it's very, very intelligent people. But here, these people, Sarvapriyananda, Mitrananda, hear them out. They will really propel you. you know? Any business books or any? I actually don't read. No, I don't read. I'm, I'm just so, by, even within the spirituality, I have like, if you come to my table, there are four <laughs> books there. On my, one is Bhagavad Gita, one is Shivas. I hear Swami Shivananda of the Divine Life Society. Yeah. And I, 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 one thing which I have seen is, I've not read enough business books, but the kind of knowledge these guys will give you to propel yourself, you probably books. would not get it out of them. Because my husband reads a lot of business books. But he still reads these books, so I, I presume it's that way. <laughs> are there any businesses in Dubai that you are inspired by? Quite a few, many, many of them, yeah. Like Quite a few? few? Would you like to name a few? Businesses um, that inspire you? Inspire me? Yeah, many of them, yeah. So I'm, I'm very inspired by Hello Chef Olivia because I've, I've seen how hard she has worked. So she lives in our community and I've seen her and her husband. They used to work on Fridays and Saturdays. And I, used to, I used to just tell her, you're always working and they're doing very well now. I'm, I just met her some days back. So yeah, so her... Um, who else can I think of? Um, within BNI as well, quite a few. Uh, so they are still quite small business owners, but within Thai and within Endeavor, I really meet very, very business, very strong business owner, Koita Organic Milk, Mustafa Koita, mm -hmm. or uh, Rocky from Sugar Moo Desserts. Mm -hmm. The way they have accelerated their businesses and the way they've grown up is amazing. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to launch this podcast and this show was, like I, I listen to a lot of podcasts in the West, in the US, and a lot of the information that is shared there inspired me to kind of save myself from the failures or the setbacks and try to do things that they did to be where we are. And I know that such stories exist here in our own city in Dubai. And this is my way of getting these people out from their shells and coming, getting them on this chair and asking them these amazing questions and learning from them and getting inspired, just how you are inspiring all of us here. Lastly, uh, I would like to ask you one advice that you would like to give these aspiring business owners or startups or small businesses, what one advice you would give that you wish you had, you had been given when you started? So one advice which I've always said is, uh, a few advices, so one is don't do things yourself. Just try and find, find out, find out what is your strength and focus on that. One thing is don't do things yourself. Have your time out, enjoy your life. You know, just don't do work and work and work. You're not a donkey to work like that. So just 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 focus on your life as well 
Uh, second thing is don't focus too much on, don't have that anxiety. I've seen a lot of business owners, oh, I'm not getting through this and they get depressed. Don't have the anxiety if you're not getting that thing. It's okay, you know, just let it go. Let it go, let it go. Don't, don't think about the result. So have a goal, but just don't think about the result. Mm -hmm. Do it for the sake of the work. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Live with vitality. Don't bother about uh, what is going to happen, what is not going to happen. You know, just live every moment with a lot of vitality. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. Actually, um, uh, facing the camera actually freaks me out, to be honest. And, but this is what I really wanted to do. And I want to meet inspiring people like yourself and other businesses. I have amazing guests lined up for the podcast. And I, uh, I just forget about everything else. I just try to be in the moment and just keep going. Yeah, you have to push moment, yourself, be yeah. out of the, you know, go out of the comfort zone, do things that scare you. And, and one thing which is very, very useful is have one thought at one time. So yeah. this is something because our minds work in such a way that we have too many thoughts. It's a lot oh, of random thoughts. Yeah. So you need to get into the exercise of having a very organized way of thinking yeah. and be very conscious that these mind thoughts are running. And business owners face that a lot. Oh, this is there and that is there. Yeah. I have to pay salaries, this yeah. and that. So if you are here, you be here. Yeah. If you're doing something, you forget those bank loans and you forget that salaries, you forget that cash crunch. That's going to be there. Whether you be distracted you, or not. You don't yeah. have to just be there. Have one thought yeah. at one time. It will really bring the best out of you. Yeah. Because your mind has, we have this energy, you know, the reservoir of energy. Every time you give out thoughts, it, the energy goes out. And if you have too many thoughts, the energy is lost. So you might as well, you have just one thought at one time. And get into that practice, you know, of just yeah. thinking. If you're brushing, just brush. Don't be in that present. Moment. Be in the present. Yeah, be in the present. Lastly, you want to talk about Go Organic. You want to share with the audience uh, where can they find? Of course, there's goorganic.com, the website. Anything about, huh? .me, sorry, goorganic.me. And uh, you want to share about Pure uh, Press, uh, where, they are, where they can find this, how they can reach out to you, what kind of detoxes you have. Would you like to share something about your company? Yeah, so Go Organic has been there for six years. As, as a company, we do juice cleanses, juices, cold press juices. So. Go Organic is uh, purely, purely available only on our website. We are not on any of those delivery platforms. We pulled ourselves out of all of them. We want customers to come back to our platform and buy it from us. Okay. Uh, so that's Go Organic. That's, that's completely yeah. us and um, that's our bread and butter. And mm -hmm. that's something which I absolutely enjoy doing. Pure Press is a very, very new baby for us. So Go Organic juices are also at many, many restaurants. We are in Jones to Grocers. Yeah. We are in... Salajar, we are in quite a few places. I lost count as well myself. Yeah. Um, Pure Press is new. It's our retail, uh, it's our baby for the retail. It's, we have invested in the nice looking bottle and the nice looking label. We have created our own mold. We have made it super cheap. It's literally one kg of vegetables and fruits in one bottle mm -hmm. and barely nine dirhams or 16 dirhams for a cold press juice. I mean, yeah. you'll, you'll not get this kind of a Nutrition in the You will not get it. I mean, our Go Organic juices are three times the cost of Pure Press juices. Yeah. So Pure is Press... Is there a particular is, reason? Because they have more... Because uh, the volumes are much higher. No, no, the volumes are much higher. So we supply to the retail, right? Okay. So it's, it's Go Organic is... Uh, retail is all volume based. Yeah. So uh, we give out in bulk. Uh, but yeah, for the end consumer, the, the, it's, uh, it's available in most of the retails right now. We're soon going to be in Enoch and uh, Zoom and Adnox. We That's pure press. Pure press. So I'm talking pure press. Okay. Go Organic is purely only, only B2C. It's our customers. 
they so have people to who want to do detoxes are the ones who on should go to check out the uh, we are also as i said the smaller bottles are in quite a few restaurants okay uh, and yeah, pure presses at the retails. We're in 49 car force, we're in parking shops, we're in the airports. So you're basically uh, everywhere. everywhere. One thing everywhere. I want to tell people about detoxes. Hmm. Why should they do detox? Detox is because people don't eat. So generally in a day, you don't eat. We eat a lot of carbs, you know, we eat a lot of carbs. We miss out on the vegetables and fruits, which is yeah. prime. There have been studies on why raw food is important for your body. And we all know it's very important. In a detox helps you. You know, your, your digestive system is always working. It needs to rest for some time. And that's why in every religion as well, fasting is being given. So this is the way in which you put plant power in your body, raw food in your body. You are literally, you, you need to go through that experience to actually feel it. If you don't want to do that, just drink one juice a day instead of having some carbs outside. This is plant powered. I'm, I'm vegan. I'm vegan. So for me, I really struggle eating outside. So always, even if now you open my bag, you'll see juices, juices inside. Yeah, I know, I've always seen you with all these bags. Of juices with me because yeah. I, I, that's my food, you know, and yeah. I would rather go back home and then eat. So it can literally flood you with nutrition. Mm -hmm. It will make your digestive system work much, much better. You'll feel uh, sleep much better. You will have much clearer. You are what you eat, you know. Yeah. If you eat crap, you'll become crap. You are what you eat and what you think. Yes. <laughs> Thinking also is, so within scriptures also we learn that. So what you eat also affects how you think. Mm -hmm. So it yeah. will give you a very clear thinking. It will, you'll be sleeping better. It's, it's a different experience. More than everything, it will flood you with plant power, which people don't. I've seen the lifestyle in Dubai. I've seen myself. I don't have time. We yeah. leave in the morning, we are working, we are out in business calls, come back, yeah. and then you want to just grab a croissant or something. No, it doesn't make sense. It's affecting, so affecting your health yeah. Uh, badly. So yeah, detox is a great experience. It More than everything, forget weight loss, forget that will happen automatically. Weight loss will it's happen. It's a But more than everything, it floods you with plant power, raw plant power, which people don't have. People don't get it. Cool. So awesome. Yeah, goorganic.me is the website that you should be visiting for more details on juicing and detoxing. Thank you so much, Minakshi. Most welcome. For taking time, for making space for this interview. I know you are extremely busy <laughs> and I was like, I have to get you on board. And so thank you again. I'm so, so very grateful for sharing, being vulnerable, sharing your personal stories uh, with all of us and inspiring us and motivating us. Thank, thank you so you much. And thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Um, I would love to hear your feedback about the session. If you have any questions from Minakshi, you can ask, uh, or myself, you can ask us from all the platforms, whichever platform you're listening to this podcast, either on YouTube or on iTunes. Feel free to ask us questions. We'll, me and my team will go to Minakshi and get her, grab her to reply to your questions. Um, please do like this episode if you liked our conversation. Share it with friends and family that you feel can benefit from this conversation. Your support is so important for us to keep us going. So until next time, wish you success. Bye-bye.